Pilgrimage to China. This article was written by Ray Lowe, a member of the Bunbury Diocesan Social Justice Committee. Recently, I was privileged to join a party of 23 pilgrims on a trip to China to celebrate 100 years of Columban Mission. Our tour was put together by Dr. Jeremy Clark, PhD, CEO of Sino Immersions, Manly, New South Wales, in conjunction with the editor of the Australian Far East magazine, Mrs. Jeanette Mentha. The tour was led by Columban Fathers Tommy Murphy and Dan Troy. As with any holy pilgrimage, God's grace goes with the group. In our case, just prior to the start of our journey, the Holy Spirit set the agenda with a message from Pope Francis to the Catholics of China and to the Universal Church, announcing the first formal agreement between the Vatican and the current government in Beijing on the appointment of bishops in China. With this letter, the Pope has reunited all Catholics, both those practicing in the underground church in China and those practicing under the Chinese Patriotic Catholic Association with the Universal Church. During a reflection session, Father Tommy said that as pilgrims, we joined Columbans in their mission work in China. So the pilgrimage began. On our first day in Hong Kong, a small group of us visited Macau, which was originally a Portuguese trading post. And this became an important base for early Christian missionaries like St. Francis Xavier, who stayed there on his way to Japan, and the Italian Jesuit Father Matteo Ricci, the founder of the church in China, who studied Chinese there before embarking on his mission activity in Beijing in 1582. The next day we visited the Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception in Hong Kong. Local guides took us on an hour-long tour through the cathedral, and these women were dedicated volunteers who conduct regular tours for visitors to the cathedral, and what was outstanding, the tour was an actual catechesis of our faith. The afternoon was spent at the Columban headquarters, which is located in the mountains outside Hong Kong, where we met with the General Council members, who spoke to our group and answered questions about the Columbans and their current mission work. We then met with the Columban Lay Mission Leadership Group, who inspired us with their stories of why they joined the lay missionaries and the work that they were doing. Our final guest speaker was Jackie Hung, Director of the Justice and Peace Commission for the Hong Kong Catholic Diocese. This inspiring young woman told us of her work in social justice in Hong Kong and the difficulties she encounters in this work. She had been arrested on a number of occasions in her support of social justice issues and is undaunted in her quest. From Hong Kong, we flew to Wuhan, where Father Galvin and his 14 companion Columbans arrived in 1923 to commence the China mission. Bishop Galvin remained in the Hanyang Diocese, Wuhan, until his expulsion by the Communists in 1952. Our visit to St. Columban's Cathedral in Wuhan was a memorable one. When taken over by the Communists, the building was turned into a factory. It was later returned to the church and was restored and reopened in 1990. Here we were joined by nine sisters of the Order of Our Lady, 
of Hanyang, originally founded by Bishop Galvin, and still maintaining their good works in the diocese. The sisters live in a convent at the rear of the cathedral. Following Mass, which was attended by some local parishioners, we enjoyed a Chinese lunch provided by the local parishioners. The next day took us into the surrounding countryside to the town of Shinto, where the Columbans had worked. Arrangements have been made for Mass to be celebrated in the local church. Father Dan Troy said that there may be a few locals come to Mass. Well, it was more than a few. On arrival, we were greeted by the sounds of singing coming from the church. We entered into a church full of local people, old, young, middle-aged, women and men, all singing hymns. Mass, said in English, was truly universal celebration, with Columban Father Antonio Siok Jinwook from Korea now working in Taiwan as main concelebrant with Father Bernard Dennehy, a Kiwi from our group, and Irish-born Father Dan Troy from Taiwan, assisted by Deacon Peter Dong, a Chinese Columban to be ordained in January for work in Pakistan, and they were assisted by four local acolytes. And while the Mass was in English, Father Antonio addressed the congregation in Chinese and invited our Chinese hosts to sing the Our Father in Chinese. And at the conclusion of Mass, it was moving to see the local people coming forward to receive individual blessings from the priests. Many of them were elderly and had suffered during the times of the persecution. We were then escorted to a nearby hall for lunch, where we enjoyed the local cuisine provided by the parishioners. In the afternoon, we visited the new diocesan centre, where the new Church of the Trinity was in its final stages of completion. And whilst partaking of afternoon tea in the grounds, the parish band arrived, back from playing at a funeral, and they gave us an impromptu performance to which we responded with Walsing Matilda. Next, we took a train to Nangfeng. It was in Nangfeng in 1929 that young Columban father Timothy Leonard was taken from his church by bandits and shot in a nearby bush. We attended Mass in that same church and visited Father Leonard's grave and a tomb which now stands on a hill in a local mandarin fruit orchard. It has been lovingly restored and is cared for by local Catholics. Here we gathered in prayer. After an overnight stop in Shanghai, we travelled some 1,200 kilometres to Beijing by bullet train at speeds of up to 300 kilometres per hour. Our hotel was located next door to St. Joseph's Cathedral, which offered us the opportunity for a 6.30am Mass, which I attended with about 60 local people. It was here in this church that we celebrated our farewell Mass. The next day was sightseeing to the Great Wall. The bus ride was an opportunity for Father Tommy Murphy to address the group and remind us of what Bishop Galvin had said when he went to China, we are here to do the will of God. He then asked us to reflect on what our role was on this trip and what it might be when we returned home. Father Tommy Murphy then took us to visit the tomb of Father Matteo Rishi and some 69 early European missionaries, after which we had a brief visit to Tiananmen Square and the ancient observatory where Jesuit missionaries worked in the 17th century. On the final day of the pilgrimage, 
Father Tommy arranged for a visit to the Beijing Seminary, where he works as a spiritual director to ten seminarians. The president of the seminary, Bishop Joseph Li Shan, newly joined to the Universal Church by Pope Francis, invited our party to celebrate Mass in the College Chapel. Here we were joined there by the 69 seminarians for 15 minutes of prayer prior to lunch. And this celebration of Mass with the future of the Chinese Church was a fitting end to what had been a packed and spiritual enriching pilgrimage. Please remember the church in China as it moves forward. And that story written by Ray Lowe, a member of the Bunbury Diocesan Social Justice Committee and entitled Pilgrimage to China.